three sides of the coin this week. It's Branvold's show. Nobody else is here to stop me from talking about what I love most. Crazy nights. No, seriously. We're joined by a couple of guys from Accept. Accept sits down with us, talks about Accept, talks about Kiss. This is a good metal show. No Mark, no Tommy, no Lisa, no problem. Three sides of the coin. Talking all things Kiss. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. I think this is an absolute first. You're getting one side of the coin, my side. That's it. And guess what? I'm going to do nothing but talk about and play Crazy Nights because that's the best Kiss record. No, no, no. Before you hit, hit the stop button, that's not true. Well, it is true. It's the best Kiss record, but we're not focused on Crazy Nights today. We got a couple guests joining us from Accept that you're not going to want to miss this cool conversation. Um, but before, I don't know. I mean, I've never done this by myself. Do I do Tommy's job? I mean, I kind of do his job all the time because he never does it. Mark is sitting on a beach somewhere with a mouthful of crab legs. Lisa's under the weather, so we'll cut Lisa a little slack. Um, There we go. I froze up a little bit. Even when it's just myself, sometimes the internet screws up. Um, Don't forget, Three Sides of the Coin Radio. Head over to threesidesofthecoinradio.com. All the information you need on how to access the radio station, the commands to launch it on your Alexa device. Uh, Charlie Benante is currently programming the station, so it's all of Charlie's favorite Kiss tunes. And I think I'm going to send an invite to our our guests of this week to see if they want to contribute um, playlists to program Three Sides of the Coin Radio as well. I'd love to hear what these guys' favorite Kiss songs are. News-wise, I don't know. We've got, by the time you're hearing this, Kiss has is, is done a couple of makeup shows, I think. Actually, that's where Tommy and Mark are. They're, they're heading to the West, West Palm Beach show. So they're not here to, to record. Again, you guys are just not a priority to Mark and Tommy. But I will always make three sides of the coin my number one priority. I might be the tool and you might hate me. But I'm always here while those guys are out having a good time. Um, I don't know. There's nothing else. Let's just get right into it. We're joined by uh, Phil and Christopher from Accept, who we know they're also huge Kiss fans. But they're here. Just finished the Accept tour in Europe, getting ready to start the Accept tour here in the U.S. We talk a lot about Accept, and I picked their brains on off the soundboard and we uh, reminisce about the old days of kissonline.com actually when it was kissonline.net uh so we got kiss talk we got accept talk and you got no mark and you got no tommy so what more could you ask for i mean it's almost like a perfect combination it's just Branvold and kiss by the way go play some crazy nights it is its anniversary this week as we're recording this. It's a great album. And nobody's here to tell me not to talk about it or look at his watch and go, oh, look at the time. Yeah. Crazy nights. By the way, check out Bruce. Q- By the time you're watching this, Bruce Kulik has posted a video. I haven't seen it yet. So I'm kind of just winging it here. Posted a video of him remembering crazy nights and i can't wait to watch this because i think he's posting it tomorrow as we're recording this on september 20th um but anyway let it roll check out this interview with phil and christopher from accept lots of accept lots of kiss talk and i'll see you at the end visit three sides of the subscribe on youtube follow and rate us on spotify subscribe and leave a review on itunes we appreciate your support Three sides of the coin. I don't know if we're talking kiss or talking except in this episode. This is like a huge crossover, really. I mean, 
I'm, I'm just, it's great to have Philip and Christopher from Accept sitting down with three sides of the coin today. And of course, if you're a Kiss fan who's been listening for a long time, you know, both of them are huge Kiss fans on top of being an Accept. Mm-hmm. You know, Philip, you kind of give it away with the T-shirt, actually. Yeah, well, Christopher with the virtual background kind of, I think, beats me. Exactly. World's colliding here. So, you know, I wanted to get you guys on to sort of catch up with where you what what you've been doing. But more importantly, I mean, uh, you just wrapped up a European festival tour with Accept. You're getting ready to go out for the first first U.S. tour in like formal U.S. tour, I should say, in like 10 years. I mean, because Accept has done spot dates in the U.S., but never like a real tour. And, and then today, except just announced the European tour for next January and February, which I think was, correct me if I'm wrong, is that rescheduled from what was supposed to have happened earlier this year because of COVID that got pushed back? No, that it's was, actually been the, 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 the second. It's the second, second. reschedule. Yeah. God. 2021. Yeah. I I mean, we just did the 2020 tour. <laughs> yeah, we did. Quite, quite literally. <laughs> yeah. Every date that we had in the summer, that was that was our summer schedule for 2020. 2020. I mean, it's yeah. it it's it's crazy. The 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 cleanup work that is still happening for tours. I mean, besides what you're doing, I've been, I've been working with Blackie and Wasp for their world tour, which their entire European leg, which was supposed to happen this past spring, got pushed to spring of next year in Europe. Mm -hmm. Um, Only because like in their case for spring, when they were getting ready to, you know, make that decision of do we go or don't go? It's like, well, it looks like it's not going to be too sure. So to err on the side of caution, you postpone everything. But how, I mean, how have you guys been dealing with it? It's got to be stressful, uncertain. I mean, just not knowing when you're touring, where you're touring, and is is it going to happen next week? Well, for, for this tour that we just finished, um, it actually wasn't COVID related at all. We've perfected the time machine. And so we postponed the tour to try and practice, you know, with that and make sure we got everything correct. So it's yeah. none of that other stuff. The scientists, the scientists pulled through for us and uh, we were able to do all the shows and transfer, trans, uh, travel back in time just fine. Yeah. There, there you go. Like you said, you, 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 you went back in time to 2020. So all you people who just saw, saw, except it was 2020, right? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I mean, that's, that's why except wrote a song called time machine. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> that was actually written in the future. But we're still playing it now. See where this is going? I you I you've you've like completely <laughs> lost me. All I want to know is when when are you coming to town? <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, that's all the fans are asking. Is they like, won't let me. They won't. Yeah. They won't let me. <laughs> well, talk talk to us. How was the? I mean, everybody knows. Except is like it. I shouldn't say just except. So many metal bands are huge in Europe. And have such a such a battle touring the U.S. and and except is like huge, especially when it comes to the European festival circuit. Um, what was it like? Talk talk to us about the European festivals. I was, it was my it was my first run with except doing the European festival, so it was it was a great for me doing it for the first time with the, with them. Uh, but it was also great being back and doing them again in the first summer in three years. Um, I mean, the crowds are fantastic. We, we, were, we were excited to be there. They were excited to see us, and it was, it was great. Yeah, man. It's, I've, I've said it before in interviews, but the, the, the kind of attitude to, to touch on why you were saying it's, it's a lot more difficult to tour here in the States is the, the general 
attitude everywhere else in the world is, oh my God, you came to our city. You know, we've waited so long for this. You're finally here. Let's have a party. Whereas here, it's kind of just like, okay, well, you know, whatever. If I'm, if I'm not doing anything Saturday and you're in town, okay, yeah. I'll go see you. Maybe I'll thing. show up if you can, if you can give me a free ticket, I might come see my, yeah. my buddy or this band that I love, or you get the, you know, come to my tiny little hole in the wall town in the middle of BFE, you know, and when you say, well, talk to a promoter. Oh, that's not how it works. That's it's like, no, we don't book shows. Those are business dealings between promoters and the agency and they make an offer and if the band accepts that offer see what i did there accepts yep. that offer you know then you go play the show otherwise there's no show i mean the the, the truth mm -hmm. is except or any band out there will play wants to play every town possible Absolutely. if there's a if there's an offer that is a is a respectable offer so you don't you guys don't go in there losing money um, but if it's a good offer, you will play every single town, every single venue, every single event. Because, I mean, yeah. you, you guys live to play. That's it. You just want to play. Mm -hmm. if, if we don't have a show booked in your city, clearly it's because we hate you. <laughs> Damn it. Don't tell them that. That's what they think. Bill and I joke about town. that all the time. You know, there's constantly, the come to Brazil. Yeah, we hate the town and the residents of the town. No, it's it's all it's it's just you know where the, where they book us, book us, we will come. Yeah, you know, it's as simple as that. So I can't wait to do a full fledged tour. Um, you know, starting I guess next week right here in Nashville, Tennessee, um, yeah. all through October. So I can't wait to do a full fledged tour and really get in the groove of playing. Not many days off. We're slammed on this tour, so uh, we're going to be a fine tuned German engineered metal machine i haven't done a proper tour of the u.s uh since 2013 i think that yeah with a thousand horses that kind of went all over the map and then before that it was with leroy otherwise it would be you know regional runs or whatever so i'm stoked i have so many friends and family all over the place that have never see me with accept and you know because they haven't really had the opportunity for some of them and unless they flew clear across the country to see the one show would, would you know so the upcoming run of accept dates is 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 your your tour i mean you do have a support act going out with you mm -hmm. um would you guys rather it be something like what you're doing where it's your tour with a, a support act maybe playing the smaller size venues, or would you rather try and get a, an opening slot on a bigger tour? Either I guess that would depend. Or. That would depend on the band that we're, yeah. <laughs> that we're opening for. Um, yeah. Either or it's like Christopher said, like I like both situations. I've done both. I've done, you know, the, the club thing. I've done the opening thing. I, I just like you, like you said earlier, Michael, I was like, we just want to play and I just want to play and, you know, I'll, I'll play for any size crowd, any size venue. So. Hey, Phil, side note, I just noticed um, that it's very nice of you to, to steal Nico's gong from the last time. Oh, uh, well, yeah, totally. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, John Douglas. When, when, he, when he wasn't looking, I just never I was going to say, it kind of looks like peacock feathers behind you. Mm -hmm. Phil is a peacock. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, pran he prances around on stage like a peacock. Wait, I got an idea. Sorry, Sorry about that. I'm back. <laughs> um are are you gonna is, is accept i mean because you you the rehearsals for the upcoming u.s tour start in about a week from when we're recording this um by the time people are listening to this you'll have already done rehearsals um are you planning anything special for the u.s as in set list different songs you know versus what you would do for you know, a festival crowd. I mean, festival Europe, it's a different audience, a different crowd size. Are you taking that into consideration? Absolutely. Everything will be sung in German. Everything. Yeah. Everything. No, I think, are we doing the two hour show? I think we're doing a two that's, hours. So that's we'll typically do the... what we do when we headline. Yeah. 
do our thing as as a two hour set of old and new and you know stuff mm -hmm. from the new album mark's era of course the classic stuff you know that the band's always done but then there's some deep cuts there's a cool medley that you know we'll put together that we messed with over the summer that's kind of a uh, a riff fest if you will we call it the riff orgy so well, med, med, i you know as a fan i love medleys especially for bands that have history like except i mean it's when you've got so many albums and so many songs even a two-hour set it can be extremely difficult to put together a set list that that yeah. not just makes everybody in the band happy, but then makes the fans happy. And sometimes medleys are a great way to just give a quick taste and a tease of something you may not have heard before. Yeah, yeah it's just we got there's, you know, even with two hours, there's, you know, you start with the ones that you have to play. And then you start bringing in other ones and then then you're still left with over two hours with everything that you want to and, and um, the riff orgy will put together it's four tunes for, of the classic five. era of the older era i think it's five tunes yeah five. um and it's like five tunes in 10 minutes and it just crushes it killed when we did it i it was one of my favorite moments of the um of the show actually i you know i love doing that stuff but it is a good way to cram all those things in that some people want to hear some of the um, some of the deeper cut classic tunes, you know. Here's a way to do a verse and a chorus, verse and a chorus, and you know, get through them. Is 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 the set list kind of a a band decision, or does the ultimate decision end with Wolf? Are you guys sitting here going, "Oh, come on, Wolf"? You know, as an Accept fan, I would love to hear this. I mean, sort of, you know. Sort of what, what has been done in the past when you would play with Gene or Ace and you'd go, oh, my God, you know, we got to try this one. Got to try yeah. this one. You've never tried this one in 20 years. How does it work? It's kind of Wolf will put together kind of like a master set list of. I think it usually starts around 25 yeah. songs. 25 over, what, over what we need. Just a yeah. big more than what we need you know and like for the summer tour i think we learned was it, it was like five extra songs that we didn't even play just to have them ready and then there were another five or so that were interchanged throughout the entire summer so you'd come to the show and you know we might not play that song that you're used to hearing all the time and throw in something completely different that was a curveball and as soon as people would hear it you know they lose their mind so it's kind of that but then we'll also throw ideas out you know once that sets get put together and it's like man you know like you said michael we haven't played that in seven years that would be cool mm -hmm. or the band hasn't played that song in 20 some odd years put that in the set yeah. you know and if it works, cool. And if it doesn't go over, then, you know, you swap it with something else. But and it's also nice with the band being where it is musician-wise that we have so much in our back pocket that you can just go, okay, cool. We're putting that in. You know, we haven't played that in three weeks. Pick up your phone, listen to it. You know, mm -hmm. the guys will have guitars warming up. And then it's kind of, all right, let's do it. Yeah, I don't think we played the same set twice. No. Uh, even if even if it was like, you know, two 60-minute sets in a row, uh, I think we had a, a song or two changed every time, which was cool. It keeps on your toes, and, and uh, you don't, you know, you get to kind of settle in, but I do enjoy changing it. So do, do, you guys, do you guys, I mean, obviously you haven't rehearsed and finalized the set for the U.S. tour, but do you think it'll be the same where each show might be, a little different, even if it's just one song different on the U.S. tour. Yeah, probably. Maybe, yeah. Well, we'll probably we always learn extra, and that way we have them in case something goes. You know, it's like, ah, oh, let's try this one tonight. Okay, cool. And there's always a chance. There's always a chance once every couple of years that I'll start the wrong song. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that happened this summer. I looked at the set list, and my wires got crossed, and I, I think we were playing the abyss 
maybe or something. I forget what it was, but you know, one of these like where Wolf starts it by himself, and I just come in guns blazing, double bass, and everybody looks at you. Oh shit! And Wolf's just like, what? You're just, you're just, you're, you do that deliberately, right, Christopher? Just to make sure people are paying attention. Keep them yeah. on their toes. Exactly. exactly. I want to see. I want to see how you play off of this and get out of this. Now that I've started it. <laughs> well, the fu- the fun thing was, that's the second time in my career with the band that's that that has happened. The first time we played Mexico City in 2015, and it was my second show with the band. Wolf was sick. Wolf started the wrong song twice. I think we were supposed to play Restless and Wild or maybe it was it was another song and he kept starting Restless and Wild. I don't remember, but yeah, it was two or three times and Peter walked up and he's like, dude, that's the wrong riff. And Mark turns around to me and he goes, you're playing the wrong song, dude. <laughs> like, no, he is. <laughs> but I mean, he was, we were all sick, but Wolf was sick as a dog on that show. So I'll, you know, give him a pass for that one. You know, I mean, and, and, and we're all fans. Those are the types of things when you see your favorite band do that, that makes the show so amazing and so special. It's, it's yeah. yeah, Even though it wasn't planned and it's a hiccup and it might not go smoothly. You walk out of there going, my God, I can't believe I saw that. I will always remember that moment. And the new guy screwed up royally. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Boy, is that new guy going to be on drums tomorrow night or is he tired? I was just waiting to get my ass chewed out by the manager after the show. And, you know, it was all good. And I was, I'm going, oh, great. Blabbermouth. It's going to be everywhere. Second show. The drummer doesn't know the songs. Yeah. It wasn't my fault. Well, you know, so so speaking of the band, except is six six people now, three six three back. guitars. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. what a three guitar sound. I mean, you know, not not that it's anything close to what except is, but I remember the original Molly Hatchet with their three guitar leads. Mm-hmm. And I mean now you just can't. Unless you've been to a bit, seeing a band live with three lead guitars, you can't imagine how amazing that really is and how much more can be done with three guitars versus one or even two. Talk, talk to us about what has that done to, I don't know, re-energize, kick ass? It's uh, it, it, I, I think it's more of a difference in the rhythm parts because we worked really hard on the arrangements. Uva came over from Germany um, before we all flew over to Europe and we never had a chance to really go through all the parts and dissect everything. We went through everything with a fine tooth comb and a microscope and crossed the T's and dotted the I's and J's on all these parts and went back to the studio records because then, because there's, three or four or five or more guitar tracks in all the studio albums. Never just two um, on hardly anybody's record. And so we went back to those and kind of went from that and then even went further like, oh, hey, what, where are you playing this G chord? Okay, cool, I'll play it up here. So it, we, do, we do all double and triple down sometimes and play the same riff, it's super heavy. But most of the time, we're doing different inversions and maybe playing the same chord, different places, or playing different parts, like a really subtle part on the studio album right. um, that we can do. So I, I, it's huge. I, I w- I'm really proud of, of the work that we did because when you listen back and you see it live, um, you know, it, 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 you can hear it like, oh yeah, those three guitars are all on <laughs> and they're all, you know, they're all doing different things and you can hear each one. That, that's, um, the, that's the thing huge. I love about three guitars is they're doing something different. And again, one might, it might be a subtle difference, but right. it's when, when you pay attention, you're like, wow, I've, I've never heard a song that way before when it's got three guitars going rather than somebody who's like, well, let's just have three guitars, but all three of them play the same thing over each other. And it's like, why, 
Well, you know, that's yeah. just three times as loud, basically. Exactly. You can you can make it louder, you can make it bigger, depending on how you do it. And we went we definitely made it bigger. It sounds great. It really, really does. It's cool hearing parts, you know, like Phil was saying that they've gone back and learned, you know, from the records that were missing and hearing that, knowing the records and going, oh my God, like there's actually a clean acoustic guitar part on Princess of the Dawn in that mm-hmm. section. That's never happened. Mm-hmm. You know, oh my God. It was the same way playing with Gene, with the three guys. Mm-hmm. For me, especially hearing, you know, um, it, was it Deuce where there was the harmony guitar part? Yeah, Deuce, the ending of Deuce on the studio, there's a, yeah. there's a harmony guitar part that ne- they never did. Yeah, you know, hearing little stuff like that. So, especially having that mix up now, it's like Phil said, it just sounds enormous. I mean, and And and, you can have the harmonized leads with a proper rhythm guitar, and then the bass playing the bass line. Whereas before, you could have dual lead, but you know, bass would have to pick up the rhythm guitar slack and play over that, and then maybe there was a bass part missing or something. So now it's it sounds enormous. It, it's you know except has always always been known as as two guitars and definitely a guitar driven band i mean guitars and solos have always been an important part of except and adding that third guitar my first thought was like well does it really need it i mean there's already two that blow your your brain away a third mm-hmm. one and then when you when you start paying attention you're like yeah the, to, to your point, you can start doing things that we're only able to do in the studio. Now, all of a sudden, you can start doing them live. And it, it almost makes that song you've been listening to for your whole life sound brand new. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially it's live. Free, it? it's, one, it's, it's one louder, isn't it? it goes, exactly. Yeah. It goes free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, there's you know, we're these are all new arrangements. Even the classic tunes that they've been that the band has been doing for you know close to forty years now, everything's a new arrangement. So uh, even Not the bands are extremely, but right. Oh yeah, as far as guitar stuff, yeah, it's like a don't confuse anyone. <laughs> yeah, we don't, just, don't no, they didn't rewrite all of the songs. People, calm well, we, down. We did, put, we did put some jazz bass solos in it. From Mark, exa- so exactly. Don't surprise the shark when he goes. You know. There's a lot uh, of keyboards now and saxophones and we kind of took the synth, the symphonic tour and went more like, you know, jazz band with it. So exactly, uh, exactly. Uh, but no, it's um, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Jazz it was fun band. working uh-huh. it up. And uh, even the fans that have been coming to shows for you know, 30, 40 years um, are going to hear, you know, hear, hear a difference in the, in the arrangements now. So very cool. Was, oh was God, that guitar. Was the, you know, when, when except did the, the dates with the, the orchestra over in Europe, did that sort of open this up to become an, a more of a possibility? Because a a lot of times you could sit here and go, except orchestra, no way, except, you know, a lot of people go, except is like the forefront of even thrash. They, they created that fast sound. But if you pay attention to accept with an orchestra or even like Wolf's solo album, mm-hmm. you're like, holy crap, this this sort of stuff is almost a perfect well, accompaniment to accept. Wolf yeah. would always hint at it too, you know, like for Elise and Metal Heart, you know, little stuff like that on every album. There's kind of a snippet, but you know, he's always been into classical music. And, you know, Richie Blackmore was a big influence on him when he was younger. And that ties into that world as well and other instrumentalists. But I mean, hell at the house, if it's not rock playing on the the speakers in the house, then it's probably going to be classical music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Wolf is mainly mainly classical. When you look at the guitar as an (laughs) instrument, it's a stringed instrument. Right. The violin is a stringed instrument. Now, when you go see a symphony orchestra, you're not going to hear people going, man, they got six violins. What do they need six violins for? Like, <laughs> exactly. All, each one of those violins is playing something different. Something different. You know, you got one through six chairs. 
so when when you look at the guitar like that well it's like well you know we can do that with with guitars it's just a stringed instrument now christopher when they when when they introduced the third guitar and did the little bit of rearrangements for the guitar purposes did that change things like playing the drums did that change the bass did that change the rest of the music around it little just little things um he gets to see my ass shaking every night now <laughs> yeah i get to watch phil dance i get to watch phil dance um no it's it's always little stuff um i'm a guitar geek uh, even as a drummer you know if i wasn't naturally called or pulled to drumming there were always toy guitars around and you know playing all my uncle's guitars and stuff and i've got a bunch of guitars so as a drummer contrary to most i actually play around the guitar player and the vocal as a support instrument so i want to if the guitar player is doing something i don't want to step on it but i want to put some extra energy behind it if we're going there or with the vocalist, same thing. I don't want to get away in the way of the vocal, but maybe if there's a like a syncopated lyric or something, I might hit on that. You know, something, um, you know, or and then you, that little type of stuff. So as they brought in the third guitar part, it was only in a few spots where suddenly that thing's there. Oh, I can't do that bit anymore because now it's just covering that up. And, you know, Martin Motnick changed his bass lines around a bit because of that. You know, maybe he was trying to hint at that part that was missing, you know. So then we changed that. Then he and I lock in on something else instead. So nothing major, just small little subtleties play like a musician even though you know drummer jokes i i, I want to spend a few minutes here because i know christopher you're gonna have to go in in a little bit here um before the kiss fans are like well, what the fuck you, you guys didn't talk kiss here it's all except and you know what frankly oh, I don't, I, I, yeah I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care i mean except as a an incredible band but let let me pick your guys brain on a couple of the recent things in the kiss world um, what do you guys think of the new Creatures of the Night box set that was announced? It's pretty damn cool, and I'm somewhat tempted to get the Ultra Mondo Deluxe package, but Gene also has gotten enough of my money over the years. <laughs> the best part about that tour with Gene in 2018 was getting some of his money for once. <laughs> <laughs> He paid that, me. <laughs> that doesn't nice. happen, right? That doesn't happen a we, lot. We got paid for meet and greets. <laughs> he, did, he, did, he didn't pay you in free kiss merch? <laughs> we, would always, we would always ask him, it's like, oh, man, your phone case is great. You have like a kiss phone case. You can get one by going to kissonline.com. <laughs> yeah. We're talking this summer because um, I had a, a few, you know, road trips or train rides I took on days off and I saw them in Hamburg so was catching up with Eric and Gene and um, <clears throat> you know Gene goes have you seen the new merchandise blah 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 and you know <laughs> the, the Gene Simmons website right. stuff the money bag and all yep. that and I was like yeah man I love that hoodie and he goes excellent and I, <laughs> I was talking to Eric I was like man I want one of those hoodies and he goes just email Gene and he'll send you one I go no he won't <laughs> you don't know Gene very well, do you, Eric? <laughs> he'll send he'll he'll send you the link to the website. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what he would do. For you, it's double. Exactly. <laughs> He's got to get that Gene money back. Click on my cod piece. Yeah. You know what? What one one of the one of my funniest stories when I was working with them when I first launched Kiss Online, and I mean this had to have been ninety. Eight early 99 after few months after kiss online had launched and keep in mind back then the internet was so new and i mean you guys have been around gene gene can tend to not be the most technically literate person 
I mean, for the longest time, even when I was running Kiss Online, and email was prevalent, he was still faxing me. You know, he's got a question, he faxes me the question. And, you know, I'd have to write my reply on the fax and fax, refax his fax back to him with my, you know, it was almost like the fax became an email thread. But he, he did an interview with, I want to say it was the New York Times when Kiss Online first launched, because if you guys remember, it was a paid ISP at that time. Mm-hmm. You you mm-hmm. paid a monthly fee and it was how you accessed the internet. And you had yep. a CD that came with the Psycho Circus video game or whatever yep. that get you access. So he did an interview and and the New York Times was talking to him about how this was, you know, David Bowie had done this and Megadeth had done this and now Kiss had done this and nobody else was doing this. And they're like, so where do we go to sign up? And, and Gene, Gene goes, well, you go to kiss.com online to sign up. <laughs> and, 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 and I was just like, oh, my God. And I remember, it, so this would have been during the Psycho Circus Tour, the last show in Nashville. I'm backstage and I'm seeing Gene and I'm like, Gene, just heads up here. If anybody asks you, it is kissonline.net was what it was back then it wasn't dot com mm. yet but i'm like you gotta remember the url kissonline.net otherwise people aren't going to find this and they're not going to buy your t-shirts and they're not going to buy all the other merchandise we've got and it was just like okay i gotta i gotta educate gene simmons on how a url works mm-hmm. now he's gotten really good at it since then <laughs> I was, I was when you mentioned Psycho Circus, I was wrong. It was the CD. Uh, the I think it was the album came with the screensaver and all yep. that. Didn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Had the screensaver and then exclusive access to kissonline.net. Ex- exclusive access yep. to all this content, and yeah, you'll you'll get discounts, and you know, honestly, none of when 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 all of that was first built and being discussed. The website didn't even exist. We hadn't created anything yet. So I, I remember I got the job with them. I started in like September of 98, October of 98. And that's when I started building the website. I mean, so Psychos came out. I, I mean, the album came out this stuff was there it was like okay we gotta quickly start building what we're selling to fans you know but there was nothing there yet and it was just like what am i putting into this website to 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 sell it to the fans and i mean my my whole attitude pretty much quickly was we got to stop the membership website that's just not going to be a future I, I was I was immediately seen. We'll make more money selling T-shirts to everybody who comes to the website than we will make money selling a monthly membership to access the internet. And exactly, I mean that that's what happens. Once it yeah. became free, I lived on there every day before school and after school. And like your the photos you posted from uh, uh, the what was it the Meadowlands, I guess in Jersey. You used to post all the setup of yep. like the mother grid being put together and all that stuff and the drums. And that's how I learned partially how production goes, you know, and then as years went on working in local venues and clubs and stuff before I was old enough to start touring full time. But um, yeah, that was huge. Yeah. I mean, you know, hats off to to Gene and Paul back then, because they basically said, Mike, you're in charge of it do whatever you want. You know, you know, I didn't have to ask them for permissions, approvals. I mean, nobody, nobody knew about that. I mean, it was that, being exactly. They, it, it didn't exist. It, it didn't was, exist. Uh, you know, they didn't know if it was going to be an important thing or not. So right. it's like, sure, Mike, you know, you can go to every show. You've got the all access pass, take all the photos you want, post whatever you want. You don't have to submit stuff to review and be approved. And I remember the Meadowland show, because I don't know why I decided that was the show, but I was like, I'm going to go into the venue real early. 
I mean, typically I wouldn't go into a venue until four or five in the afternoon because that's when they would arrive. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay, I'm going to go over at like 10 in the morning. And, you know, they were starting to set up. And myself as a fan had never watched a major arena show be put together. Mm -hmm. And I remember my first like, holy cow moment was, wait a second, they assemble the entire stage at the opposite end of the arena, put all of the gear on it, and then get everybody in the venue to push it down to the other end. I'm like, that seems so archaic, just push, but it works. I mean, and it makes sense when you see that while they're assembling the stage on one end, they're assembling all the lighting rigs and they're hanging everything at the other end. And once it's all lifted, then they can move underneath it. And it's just like, otherwise otherwise that would be a 12 hour build. Oh yeah. And the crazy thing that most people don't understand too, is, you know, you do the same to tear it down. Only what takes eight hours to put up takes three hours to put in the trucks and get out. Yeah. Everything falls Mm -hmm. down faster than (laughs) than putting up. And it's amazing when you watch just the the venue staff clear the chairs yeah, and how quickly the chairs and that barricade go down and then they just shove everything to the other end and just start dropping stuff. Yeah. Stuff just gets starts falling down. Cables are wrapped and it, 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 that's why I wanted to do that because a lot of what was driving me as a fan when I first started kiss online was, As a KISS fan, if I think this is going to be pretty freaking cool and interesting, there's going to be other KISS fans like you, Christopher, out there looking at this going, wow, I've never seen that before. And and that's why when when I would take photos of the shows, the live performances, I would rarely go in the photo pit because my attitude was, why would I want to take the same photo that all the professional photographers are going to take that we all see? from the photo pit, right? I want to go behind the stage as the curtain drops. I want to go on the side of the stage, you know, upper tier and take photos from there to get the different angles that only I could get because I had the access that normal photographers couldn't. And that's how I ended up getting so many interesting shots of pyro and stage entrances and you know, effects because, you know, why, again, why go in the pit? That's where every photographer is and gets the same photo. They were smart to get you uh, in charge of, of that so early on, because not only are, not only were you involved now, but they've kind of gone um, further now and have more fans that work with and for the band putting together these, these deluxe box sets, like the destroyer one was, absolutely awesome the greatest of the night so they're listening they're they're listening you know and they they, they pay attention because well, they want to you, you know they want to deliver you know well one, one of one of the things gene had said to me when he had first called me about my interest in doing this she's like if we're going to have somebody build and run a website on kiss i want it to be somebody that understands kiss I don't want it to just be some ad agency that can make something look pretty, but has no idea what the KISS fans actually care about and want. And and that's what I brought. I think I brought it to the table for the years that I worked with them. It was always like, well, if I think this is cool as a fan, then it's probably going to be good. Yeah, that was a smart move. (laughs) Really smart move. To, it's it's like the difference of you know you see the concert dvd and they're focused on the wrong guitar players hands. yeah yeah they're exactly. watching the singer like bob and dance around instead of going to the guitars you know the guy that's playing the solo yeah well, come on man yeah really you gotta get they're just video guys. They don't know anything about music. They're just video guys. Well, that 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 that, that that's it. They'll shake his ass on stage. You you can get you yeah. can get amazing photographers and videographers and designers who can do an incredible job, but they don't understand the material they're working with. Meaning, you know, I mean, simple things like being Kiss fans. You you know, 
that when Gene comes out to breathe fire, he's not always going to be breathing it in the same direction. And as a photographer, you got to be ready to run from one side of the stage to the other side of the stage, because as he holds that flame up and if it's blowing the wrong way, he turns around, Yep. you know? Yeah. And, and if you're not a fan, you don't understand these subtle little cues that happen during not just kiss. I mean, except is the same way. There's subtle little cues mm. that if you've seen a show, hundreds of times you know what that indicates to you to be ready to right. do and where to go mm -hmm. yeah totally um what do you guys think of the um off the soundboards that they've been releasing the the the, the official bootlegs especially the newest one have you guys heard the new one from des moines iowa 77 i haven't got a chance yet but i know that there's the introduction at the end of the album that like was the band intro at the end, which is a weird anomaly. Yeah. You know, and, and last week's episode of three sides, we reviewed it. And one of my comments was it was such an interesting perspective of a band pretty much at their height in the seventies, 77. They were, they were at their height, but they were only three or four years into their career. And they were still learning things like stage raps, like, you know, Paul's love gun stage rap on the Des Moines show is nothing like what you hear nowadays. And to, to your point, Phil, the, the intro of the band, and I'm assuming it's J.R. Smalling who's doing it maybe, um, before Black Diamond. I mean, it's just like, I've never heard that done before. And obviously it didn't last because somebody was like, boy, that's kind of awkward and doesn't flow very well. Yeah. I forget who I was talking to that has bootlegs before and after that show. And they don't do that on those. So that may have been the only time that ever happened. Which I is, mean, that makes it even cooler. I mean, it makes it even cooler. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, I think this is the best off the soundboard they've released. 77 um and it's you know it's a little rough like a bootleg should be but it sounds good it's not like alive too because alive too as we know you know it's fixed exactly. up it's redone it's clean yeah. and but this off the soundboard is really an interesting glimpse of a band like i said still learning what works while they are like the most popular band in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always liked those bootlegs at that time because of the stage banter differences. Because you because we all know the alive and alive two yep. ones, you know, so well, but it's so cool. It's like, oh yeah, that was just one night. You know, Paul, you know, three nights before in Davenport, Iowa said this, you know, yeah. and it, he was still kind of trying stuff out and that's my favorite part of the bootlegs, actually. Well, especially, I mean, if you go see Kiss now, I mean, everything is is down to a T. I mean, Paul's rap, it, you know, he's got that memorized. He knows exactly what it is. Gene knows when he's going to do his oh, yes. And yeah, it, it's it's down to perfection at this point in their career. Yeah. It was it was far from perfection back mm -hmm. in 77, which you know, as kids, we would think back into 77, we'd go, oh, my God, these guys were masters. Actually, no, they weren't. They were they yeah. were basically a bunch of kids thrown in the deep end, learning every night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. None of them were 30 at that point, right? They were all in their late, mid, late 20s. Yep. Probably. Yep. Peter yeah. would have been the only one pushing 30. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, that is whenever you think about whenever you think about that, you go back to that time and think about how young they were, how young the Beatles were, how young Led Zeppelin was, how young all these best Sabbath, all these how, bands how young were we were. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, but think about that, like, wow, they did all that. And they weren't, you know, like they're 28, you know, were, whatever again, band you like. Yeah, yeah, they were just kids, basically. It's they were amazing. kids. And I couldn't and, tie my shoes at 24. Exactly. You know, I've got these George Harrison these tunes. Well, let, let alone figure out those zip-up beetle boots. <laughs> yeah. Let alone I figure still, out what, what to, 
let alone figuring out what to say to a crowd of 15,000 people one night that are screaming yeah. at you. It's just, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's really amazing what that illustrates. And, uh, you know, my hope is that the next one they do is an even earlier show. It'd be great to see like a 74, 75 soundboard. That would be and, great. You know, just that, again, it's a snapshot in time of a band that now is a master of it all. But back then they were not, a, they were, they were, they didn't know what they were doing and they admit it now. They didn't know what they were doing back then. Well, they were figuring out the music business, but they were also redefining the music business. They were, they, they were inventing that art form. They were inventing that size of reading yep. show I mean, at the same time. So, you know, that was, un, those were uncharted waters uh, for anyone. So they're kind of, at the, at, 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 you know, in the ship going, okay, what do we do now? Exactly. And, uh, and they, they, they made it through. You Thank know. God for Sean Delaney. Oh God. You know, he was, yeah. he, 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 he was the guy that was always looking at everything going, you got to try this, got to do that. This is, yep. this looks good. That this doesn't look work. good. Peter put the down fifth, your the fifth kiss. Yeah. Every, every band needs a person that can play that role mm -hmm. that, that can tell you, all right, you know, this looks good. That doesn't look good. Don't make that comment on stage. That didn't come off well. You know, bands need that. Levi's, Paul and his damn, what was that? The animalized line yes. of Levi's. <laughs> you know, my exactly. Yeah, somebody should have just told him not to ever do that. <laughs> and the Uzi of ooze. The Uzi of ooze, the passion pistol. Ooze. Oh man, his, 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 his stage raps in the 80s got so, I mean, it was like, he was talking about Michael Jackson and, and you know, the, the going through security at the airport and they'd have to wand me down and they found my pistol. And it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> no, they didn't. No, that didn't. never happened. What was that what was the happened. what was the one of the the tequila shots? I downed thirty shots of tequila <laughs> in in thirty like, seconds or something. Like yeah, a minute or thirty seconds or so, or ten shots of tequila in thirty seconds or something. It's like no, you didn't. Yeah, you would have died. Ace couldn't even pull that off. Ace would have, Ace would have tried. <laughs> he would have tried. <laughs> he would have just chugged the bottle, but you know he would have done better. If if you if you guys each could pick like one tour for the next off the soundboard to come from, what would you pick? What would you want to see or hear in this case? Rock and roll over or dress to kill tour. I might yeah, for some reason that rock and roll over can am tour, I think is just the coolest. And they were on they were playing really well too mm -hmm. um on that. So Either that or like a 74, like yeah. either that or really, really early. Like yeah. even before Dress to Kill. Yeah, that, that, you know, I'm, I'm feeling 74 ish, 75 when they were really raw. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear a great soundboard from that. The, 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 otherwise, I would have to go with like, something from like asylum let's go to the other extreme go from something from the mid 80s mm -hmm. you know i i don't think we'll get a creature soundboard anytime soon because that's all going to be included in the creatures box set right yeah there's a lot of live on there there's and a lot of live ones if anybody watches this and gets that ultra mega deluxe box set you know, and you feel like just kind of making a copy of all the stage sound effects and sending them to me, that would be really sweet. Dude, you you oh. are, you're the, the third person who I've I'm talked the, to who is excited about the sound effects. And I am too. Stuff. When, when cool. I first saw the track listing and I saw like, was it one whole disc or half a disc was yeah. sound effects? I'm like, screw the live performance. Yeah. I get the tank intro and, the bell and I was like, yes, I'm that. like, I'm already sitting here going, how, how can I use that in like the podcast? I'm going to build stuff around. Right. 
that is the coolest thing ever was including the tour sound effects in my opinion yep i'm yeah that that was that was a good nerdy call it really was i I mean somebody was probably like oh we got to fill up this disc we got no more material and someone's like ah just you know let's just separate out the the intro oh no one's going to care about that not we damn well yeah. care about that. We got shit. all the effects. I want to put that stuff in my rolling multi pad and just fire it off randomly. I know at, at gigs in town or something or on sessions. You know, you bury it in in a song somewhere and you wait for the first fan to go. Wait a second, was that the Creatures of the Night sound effect during that except song? <laughs> next, the next. Hey, if somebody sends me that, I will try my hardest to sneak in something like the tank treads or something on the next except album. And I just won't tell Wolf. I won't tell Wolf at all. I'll go, dude, I got just put this underneath in the solo or that breakdown part. It'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. just tanks. Anybody it's wants a tank to sound that. effect. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll make sure that happens because yeah, I mean those and frank frankly, I mean that creatures of the night had some of the best sound effects, in my opinion, throughout the any tour, basically. Yeah. I mean, just, 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 just the sound of the, the, you know, whether, I don't know how you would describe it of a tank or a jet engine, the intro sound, Mm -hmm. it's just like, boy, does that just immediately suck you in and take you to that moment? Yeah. And then the explosions when the faces blew off of the speakers and all that, like all of that stuff, which, you know, I, I will admit as a, as a kid, that was my first kiss concert. I thought that was freaking real. I thought, I thought, holy shit, Eric Carr accidentally blew up the speakers. You know, again, as a kid, you don't know stage. You don't know. That's what it's for. Yeah. yeah, And and again, there's not YouTube videos of every show. So you don't know what you're going to see. All of a sudden it's just like, shit. I think he accidentally blew it up. The fair, that was me. The farewell tour. When I saw it live, because that was my first Kiss show, um, I had wanted to see that they didn't come by on Psycho Circus, and I couldn't afford to go on the reunion tour. But I remember seeing Ace's solo when the section of light just starts yeah. dangling and falls. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! And I saw it on the, I got the pay-per-view, the one last kiss thing, you know, on pay-per-view, and they zoomed in on I was like, he did it again! Oh my god! What are the chances of that? David Lee Roth forgot the lyrics again to that same song. Wow! <laughs> again, because he's I forgot the hard. words. He forgot them again. <laughs> you know that that that's that's stuff that I feel sorry that that kids today will never experience because. You know, the internet reveals everything after the first show. I mean, it's like, you know, I've been talking with Blackie about the upcoming Wasp tour, and it's like, well, we got to make sure the first two shows in Vegas and Anaheim are phenomenal because all the YouTube videos coming off of those two shows are either going to sell out the rest of the tour or it's going to send a bad message. And it's like, yeah, yeah, because everybody leaves that show, posts videos, and that night, Everybody's going, all right, what's my show going to look like? I did that, that Motley, uh, the Motley farewell tour, the uh, immediately after the first show, I was on YouTube trying to find video of the roller coaster. You know, when it went out yep. to the back, I was like, holy shit, there it is. He's wanted to do that forever. Oh my yep. God. You know, 15 minutes after the show's been over. So when are you going to do something like that with your drums? Uh, give me a budget and we'll talk. <laughs> it's not coming out of my pocket. <laughs> it's going to be a bumper car. You're I can like bump us, now, bump us all into the front. Now I can make a drum set explode on stage, but I can only do it once. Once. <laughs> so if any, if anybody can put together something like that, it's this guy. Yeah. He is an engineer. I swear. He's the guy who like when we did our kiss band, he's the guy who made the smoking guitar. He's the guy who made the, um, the exploding drumsticks. He built the fake cabinets. 
he built the, the lineup. Rocket, I did the rocket launchers on the guitar too. You did the rocket launcher on the guitar. He did the the, the logo behind us. What else did you do? I know I'm, I, just, I'm losing. I'm looking I'm for something. I built the fake amps. Um, I built the did sirens, everything. The the beacons and, with an actual it, siren. But if I'm anybody ever for, saw the shows and saw our smoking guitar that we had, it was the real thing. It was the real deal. It wasn't like, oh, that's cute and funny. Jim Kara, like it. I talked to Jim Kara and explained how I did it, and that's how Ace's smoker works now. And I'm still waiting on Jim to send me a guitar for <laughs> That's so he but, but Christopher is the one who designed that new system of doing it. And Jim now does Ace's guitars like that. So and I don't know if you've seen this or not, Phil. I did I did that kiss show with Monica just as a gag. Yeah. yeah. And I used my mirror ball kit. Oh, we can't I, we can't see because of the virtual oh, background. Gene's Gene's cod oh, pieces in the way. Okay. I'll Here's send you the video. I built you remember when Eric had the signs in the bass drums? The KISS logos yeah. that light oh, yeah. up in the bass oh, I've drums. Seen those. I I've built seen those. those. I not his, that was Casey Grillo, but I yeah. I actually made a set of them to do it and they look just like the real thing. I don't know how you do that. I've got none of that part of of a brain in my head. I've got <laughs> none of it. I can't this guy can't see, I can't visualize that stuff, but he can do anything that you put in front of him. He'll go, Oh yeah, I can do that. I can figure that out. We'll I can I can Home visualize Depot. I can visualize what I want it to look like and do but to get there clueless he can it's i i i'm i'm always amazed at the stuff that he can build and and, and make happen it's crazy so if anybody well, can I, do that michael send me send me your number and i'll i'll text you that video so you can see it okay i will i will i know you guys have got to run um before we wrap up uh i gotta go again, sell some stuff the, what was that? <laughs> I got to sell all my kiss stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go to Ainsley's Blaze Camp and go work out in the heat. We got we got to we got to plug the the U.S. Accept Tour one more time. It starts end of this month in Nashville. September Brooklyn Bowl, Nashville, Tennessee. Yep. I mean, and and it's basically it's like thirty five dates, I think, all across the U.S. Yep. Including all throughout October, one show up in Toronto as well. Toronto, we're coming, we're coming to see. We're coming to see Canada. Toronto. So we just posted the new promo video for that, which was awesome. The yeah, um, all, all the tour dates and ticket links, and by the way, you guys are doing VIP packages as well, so you can meet yep. the band, get photos with the band, get tons of goodies too. There's really good goodie package. Uh, Motnick posted it today, and it's a pretty cool little um, package. So yeah, hands, check picks, it out. Photo, uh, there's all kinds of stuff in there. Lanyard, so so check out acceptworldwide.com. Accept.com worldwide. Exactly. Don't let Gene promote it. Gene would come on to promote the Accept tour and go, screw that. Just go to kissonline.com, buy my tickets. Yeah. On my <laughs> um and then yeah, instagram so, and all that stuff too instagram yeah. gets updated a lot uh that's uh what except worldwide on there i think it's I except at, at, except worldwide on instagram too mm -hmm. yeah and all all the links can be found from acceptworldwide.com instagram youtube facebook um everything's available there and, you know, tour dates are all on acceptworldwide.com. Bands and Towns got all the tour Thanks dates to as well. buy the tickets. So yep. you don't have yep. to search all over the place. Exactly. Everything you need, acceptworldwide.com. Check and it out. Like I said, it's the first real full U.S. tour in 10 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big deal. And you got to... You got to get out there and support Accept. You got to get out there and support metal. If you want more metal touring the U.S., you got to go to the shows, people. Yep. Otherwise, it ain't going to happen. Yeah, otherwise, bands like Accept are only going to be playing in Europe and South America and, you know, where people actually appreciate it. And it's a lot more expensive to come see us there. 
Yeah. Yeah. I recommend <laughs> driving an hour. Thousand dollars more. Yep. You'll get a longer show here in the U.S. and and you'll get a much closer experience. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. And who doesn't love a good road trip, even if we're not directly beside you? I mean, hell, I think I drove five hours to see Seven Dust and then drove five hours back after the show. Like, you know, go support live music, go see bands, or they're just not going to come to your city. That's how it works. I mean, that, that, that's at the end of the day, that's what tells a promoter to book a band or not. If you don't come out to a show, the promoter is going to be like, oh, I guess my market doesn't care about heavy metal anymore. Right. So we'll just bring in tribute bands instead. Yep. You know, that's the sad truth, at least of the U.S. market. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's totally true. Um, guys, it was awesome catching up with you. Um, again, acceptworldwide.com. Check out the upcoming Accept U.S. tour. And for our listeners over in Europe, they're coming over in January and February of next year. Yes, Those dates are out there now, too. And South America in April. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Good to see you, Michael. Thanks for All having right. us on. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Michael. Always fun talking with Christopher and Phil. Besides being huge KISS fans, they're an accept. And come on, accept is a fucking great band you just got to listen to all of the music they've put out over the decades. Um, it, it, you go check them out on this U S tour. I guarantee you, you're going to be blown away by the energy that this band brings to the stage. And you're going to probably be surprised how many songs you recognize if you're not a diehard except fan. So definitely acceptworldwide.com check them out they're touring the entire u.s starting september 29th in nashville um homework question okay have you seen accept in concert recently or at any point in time um what's your favorite accept song i think let's just keep it to accept topics for homework you know where to go to leave your homework. Uh, I also want to remind everybody, check out Three Sides of the Coin Radio. 24-7, 365, we're playing nothing but KISS music. And just go to threesidesofthecoinradio.com. It'll give you all the directions on how to access it, including links or the voice command to, to launch it on your Alexa device. Uh, right now, Charlie Benante from Anthrax has programmed the entire station so you can check out all of Charlie's favorite Kiss songs. You know what? I think we got to send an invite to both Chris and Phil and have them program uh, Three Sides of the Coin Radio as well. We'll get some of their favorite Kiss songs in here. Um, that's it, everybody. Three Sides of the Coin. Uh, maybe I'm flying solo next week. I don't know. Nobody was here to keep me company. Otherwise, Three Sides of the Coin is now truly the Tools podcast. We'll see everybody next week. Do you have something to say? Leave a voicemail or send us a text message. Call 320-515-4771. Voices for Three Sides of the Coin. Provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by jessicamarsvoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.